next uh, seven weeks, all of those fruits. And like I said uh, before, today's message is really going to kind of just set the stage uh, for starting to look at specific fruit next week. If you're a guest with us, I always point out the gold insert in your service folder. Looks like many of you have it out already. Really encourage you to take that out. Um, If you have a pen, uh, fill in the blank. If you need a pen, our ushers will be sure to uh, get you one. Just look back at them and and they'll uh, grab one for you. Um, I am not the primary grocery shopper in our family. But uh, it occasionally happens, and and maybe it happens to some of you as well, that I will get a uh, phone call right around the time that I I leave work or a text message, usually, um, ask me to pick up some things on the way home. And and usually that's that's not a problem. Uh, But of all the things that I have to pick up, there is one type of food that I least look for, the one that I dread picking up the most. And that happens to be fruit. Now, you might be wondering, um, Ben, how, how can you not like fruit? And it's not that I don't like fruit. In fact, um, I really, really like good fruit. But you need to understand what I said I liked. I just said I like good fruit, and therein lies the entire struggle and love-hate relationship I have with fruit, because I am not the greatest picker of good fruit. I've picked oranges before, like on the screen, that have been dry and sour and don't taste good at all. I've picked apples And especially because now, you know, you buy the bag of apples and you can't see everyone that has way too many. I'm always the guy who's looking for a bag with no soft spots on any of the apples. And I'll go through all of them, but yet I bring them home and they're soft spots. Not a great picker of apples at times. But of all the fruit that I dislike picking out the most, there's one that very much stands out. Anyone think which one I'm thinking of? Anyone? It's a, it's a summer thing. Watermelon. I do not like when Carrie says, oh, just go pick up a watermelon. She says, she says it like it's so easy. And yes, I can pay, take one home, but I have no idea of whether it's going to be good or not. It, this is, there is a mystery to picking out a good watermelon. And, and guys, like after the service... Don't come to me with your tips, okay? Because I have studied it all. I've looked online many times. I've tried everything. I've looked to see, you know, how big is the the sitting spot? It can't be too big. There should be one. I've looked to see, you know, how, um, how hard it is. So I've squeezed them. I've smelled them. I don't know if that works or not, but I've done that. I've, uh, I've thumped on them. I've even picked up the watermelon and stuck it next to my ear. And I don't know what that's supposed to do. I think you're supposed to thump and listen. But no matter what I've tried or what I've read online or tips that people have given me, it's a 50-50 proposition that I'll have a good fruit. And I'll tell you, it's usually for me less than 50-50. In fact, I've been thinking, I think I'm just going to go biblical on it next time. You know, remember when they needed to pick a 12th disciple to replace Judas? They just prayed over it and then cast lots. That's what I'm going to do. Pray over the pile and cast lots because that, I don't know how to pick a good fruit. But there is a way 
that would guarantee that every time, fellas, you go home, that you would have a good watermelon. The problem is the grocer is likely not going to let you do it. Here's the way. Just cut them open. (laughs) Check it out. Dig in. Try a little bit. If you were able to look under the peel, you would know every single time what is good fruit and what isn't. Picking out apples, just take a bite. It's not, it's not crunchy like I li- like it. The, the grocer is never going to let you do that, but that is probably the only way to guarantee a good watermelon at least. Now, all of this leads to something spiritual, and that's that we're starting a series today called Peeled. And what we're going to be doing is we know already what the good fruit are. God tells us what they are through Paul, those fruits of the Spirit. But what we're going to do is we're going to kind of just take the peel off a little bit. We're going to dig down a little bit and see what is this love about? What is this peace about? How, how do I get it? What's this patience about? Self-control. What's godly self-control? We're going to take these. We're going to unpeel them. We're going to dig into them. Enjoy them. They're good. Good fruit. At the same time, here's the part that's going to hurt. Because <laughs> we're not just peeling fruit in this series. You know what else we're peeling? Our hearts. We're going to be peeling open our hearts a little bit. And we're going to ask ourselves the tough question. If you're a Christian, which I'm guessing most of us are, we're supposed to have good fruit. You have good fruit. But here's the question, how much? And is there more good fruit or there more bad fruit? And the goal of this series, this is my way of getting you to make sure you come back every week. The goal of this series, the main goal of this series is our first fill in the blank. That at the end of the series, not that we will personally have grown more fruit in our life. We're going to talk about how that's not possible. But instead, that at the end of the series, the end of August, that we're going to be able to enjoy a life hopefully filled with more good fruit. To enjoy a life filled with more good fruit. I I guarantee you, you have more of those nine fruit in your life. It's going to be better. You may not be richer. You may not have a bigger house. You may not be more handsome, but your life will be better with those fruits in them. Now, like I said, next week we're going to start with the first fruit, love. Pastor Matt is going to walk us through love, but this week we're just going to start by setting the stage by looking closely at the verses that surround 22 and 23 in in Galatians chapter 5. And, And it's really interesting that Paul starts here by giving us the reason why I need this series. The reason why you need this series. And it's in verse 17. Paul sets the stage for or because the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Holy Spirit, capital S. And the Holy Spirit, what is contrary to our sinful natures. That's what we are and how we act naturally because of sin in this world. And so those two things, the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, and what we do by nature, they are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. You see, the the fruit that we're going to be looking at, it does not spring up in me naturally. 
Now, some of them come more easily than others for me. It's probably different ones for you. But none of them, at least the way God designed them, can or will spring up or grow in you naturally. So, as this verse says, uh, what does come naturally? What does come natural? And maybe to set the stage here, let me um, take you to nature for, for a second. Um, I was listening to a, a pastor who had uh, told about how he had gone on an African safari. And while he was out on this African safari in the, the jeep or the truck or whatever uh, they're traveling in, they came across a lion who had killed a Cape buffalo. Now, this is not very, doesn't happen often. Cape buffaloes are some of the fiercest uh, animals in the jungle. But this lion, or maybe it was a couple, took down a Cape buffalo, and they just stopped and watched what happened next. And, and so the whole pride of lions came, and they started, started, as you would expect, starting to eat the Cape buffalo. And he said the, inter- the, the amazing thing that he saw next was that along the periphery of this buffalo and the lions started to gather other animals. And he said it was interesting because it was, it was almost as if they were staggered like in a race almost, and they were almost, it was almost as if they were in rows, each knowing their place. And so he said after the lions got done eating the buffalo and left, next, almost like in a row, were the hyenas. And they came in and started to pick at what's left. And then after that, it was vultures in the tree that came, and they were all by themselves. No one bothered them. And after the vultures came, those little dog-like creatures called jackals, they came and they kind of picked up and, and ate some of the scraps. And the pastor said, he said, they were gathering in rows, and he said, that's like a perfect picture of nature. You know what nature says? Nature says, if you're a lion, you get to go first and do whatever you want. What comes natural is, is if I'm bigger and badder than you, then I will think of myself and get what I want, and I'm not going to think so much of the the vultures, and the jackals. That if I can take it, then I will. I mean, can you imagine the scenario that the lions are eating, or they're about to eat, they just killed the buffalo. Stacey, I know you love this. She loves talking about meat, right? Uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, just imagine Mr. Lion kind of turning to Mrs. Lion as they're about to dig in. Hey, Mrs. Lion, because... They just had a rough day, so he was formal with her. Mrs. Lyon, um, you know what we should do today? We should let the jackals go first. They always are eating last. Let's make it National Jackal Day and just let them eat first. That will never happen, will it? Because that does not happen by nature. Nature is if I can take it, I will. I'm thinking of myself first. That's what happens naturally. And the same thing is true. We don't like to admit it. But it's true about human nature too. 
Now, it wasn't created that way. God didn't create us that way. But after the fall into sin, each of us was born with what we saw here, the sinful nature. And so by nature, we don't swing towards what's good and what's godly. By nature, we swing towards what's against God and what's not good. Uh, if, if you're not convinced that you naturally lean towards sin, then let me ask, a, a, and away from the fruits we're going to talk about, let me ask you a question that I've asked before. Here's your goal. Don't sin for one day. No actions, no like, I can't believe he said that, I can't believe she did that. No bad attitudes, no bad words. All right, I see some laughter. You can't do it. How about just half a day? You know, noon's coming, get all the sin out, and then from noon to six today, no sin. Can't do that? How about an hour? How about the hour of church? Just this hour where you're not like looking at her, wow, I really wish I could have that dress or I really wish I had all the hair he has or, you know, envy and jealousy. Just, just, just an hour. Make it the church hour. We can't do it. You know why? <laughs> I know you, Isaiah. All right, <laughs> fill in the blank. <laughs> the natural leaning of our heart is towards bad fruit. Our second fill-in, our first point. The natural leaning of our heart is towards bad fruit. And so then Paul goes on to give us a list of things that come naturally back to our text. And I want to kind of expand this point of natural leaning by just stopping on three of these words. So Galatians chapter 6 verse 19. The acts of the sinful nature, the things that come naturally, are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, all three of those words are different Greek words that go back to the one that's highlighted. Sexual sins. Men, how easy is it, or how, yeah, how easy is it for you to have not a lustful thought ever? What would your, your marriage look like if you followed through on every sexual temptation that came to your heart or mind, you wouldn't have one, right? You wouldn't have a marriage. It's because our natural leaning. Verse uh, continue. Also, the acts of the sinful nature are idolatry and witchcraft. These two have to do about what is it you worship? And we've talked about idolatry before, idol worship, and I've made the point that um, just because you don't have a golden calf in your basement doesn't mean you're not guilty of idolatry. That idolatry in its strictest sense or, uh, is that putting anything above or valuing it before or above God. And then we see the idol worship we have all the time, right? In fact, the, the, the idol that we worship the most is the one we look in the mirror at every single day. Me, 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 just like, just like the lions, right? Uh, the next verse, one more word. Hatred, discord, and jealousy are acts of the sinful nature. What about, what about jealousy? H have you ever found it hard to be happy for someone that has more than you? Just me, right? Have you ever found it difficult to um, be happy for someone who's more talented than you 
or to be happy for someone who looks the way that you'd like to look in one way or the other. You know, you know why that happens? is because that's the natural leaning of our sinful nature. And in fact, there are times, if you're like me, where you're like, I should not be feeling this way. This is bad. And I keep feeling that way. Good fruit, like love, does not come naturally. And then the list continues. Fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, much like jealousy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. That's like the, the Greek way of saying, etc. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And that's not because there's no forgiveness for them. That's because those who have given themselves wholly over to the sinful nature have rejected God. Those who have given themselves fully over to sin cannot have God or the Spirit in their life. So we've pulled back the peel a little bit. How are you feeling? <laughs> you know, like, I feel like the watermelon that my, my family would cut open, like, take him back, take him back. That's, that's how we look on our own. But Paul continues. Next verse. But means a transition. We're going to talk about a different aspect now. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is, and then here's the list we're going to be going through. Let's say them one more time. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these things, such things, there's no law. That's because we want them in our lives. These are good things. There's no law against any of these things. And when we look at these over the next six weeks, we're going to contrast what we are by nature by what we are through the, the Holy Spirit. And if all of these things that we looked at before, if all those bad fruit come naturally, how in all the world are we going to have these? Sounds pretty hopeless. We still have this sinful nature. Well, I'll tell you how they won't come. It's not by dedicating yourself to try harder. Maybe short-termed, but certainly not the type of fruit that is talked about here to its fullest extent. For you to focus on the fruit, let's say next week love, I'm going to love and I'm going to try hard, I'm going to really, 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 really try to be loving and loving and focus on the fruit, there may be a short-term uptick in love, but it won't be lasting. It's not by concentrating really hard on the fruit. There's a different way. And this is a huge point for this, this series. And to maybe help you understand it, let me talk about apples for a second, fruit. So I want you to imagine that you have an apple tree and that you just have not taken care of it. You've neglected it. And so you haven't pruned it, just growing like crazy, you haven't sprayed it, you haven't taken care of it at all, and at the end of, during the apple picking season, you, you pick a bag, and basically all the apples are just horrible. And there's soft spots all over, there's bugs in them, there's worms in them, they look bad, they taste bad, they're, they're not even good for pies. Now, th there's, there's two things that you could do to get a good apple. There's probably more, but here's two that uh, I'll contrast. One is you could concentrate on the fruit, on the apple that looks bad. 
And you could take a spoon, because it's so mushy, and you could, you know, spoon out all the bugs and the yellow mess inside the apple, and you could make sure that the worms are gone, but I don't know how you get the worm slime out or whatever they have, with whatever. It, it, all of that, and you could take these black spots on the apple and just get red spray paints, all right? Just paint the, paint the black spots. Delicious, huh? No. Still bad fruit. I don't want to eat that. You know how to get a better apple, a crop of good apples? Don't concentrate on the fruit. You know what you concentrate on? Concentrate on the tree. You spend time taking care of the tree. You, you take it to a deeper level that is where the fruit come from, comes from. Keep that in mind as you listen to the next verse and as you desire more good fruit in your life, even though it's so hard. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. The, the number one core value of Bethlehem is the greatest truth that the entire Bible revolves around. That is, we say, Jesus-centered. That everything, our salvation, our life, every day, every minute, our purpose, it all centers around God's Son, our Savior, Jesus. And if some of you were earlier as we were pulling back the peel a little bit on our hearts thinking like you have no hope let me give you some Jesus Christ was crucified for you and he has died to pay for all of your bad fruit and mine you have hope because even though our lives still with the sinful nature are filled with bad fruit he has saved the ugly apple, and has made us new through his son and has given us a home in heaven. Jesus has changed us for eternity, but that reddened section says he's also crucified in us the sinful nature. Now, I thought, Ben, you said that the sinful nature is still there. It is. And it will be there until that day we're in heaven. And that's going to be one of the greatest parts of heaven. No more temptation, no more struggle, no more battle. So what does it mean that he's already crucified the sinful nature? Well, for one thing, it means that instead of only having the ability to produce bad fruit, even though we still will produce bad fruit, not because of you, not because of me, but because of Jesus and his spirit, you and I have the potential through him to have good fruit and even more good fruit than you do right now. Why? Because Jesus has, lives in us through his spirit and the sinful nature cannot condemn us forever and it cannot control us. It's still there. It's still at times we fall to it but we have the spirit in us that allows us, that gives us the strength and the power to produce good fruit. So you, you got to understand this. We do not produce good fruit by concentrating on love, joy, peace, patience. Now, there's a part of that, but at the core is concentrating 
on the relationship we have with Jesus and what he's done for us. Our next fill-in, point number two. Jesus is the one who makes it possible to have good fruit in our lives. There, there is a way that this entire series is going to be, um, I guess, totally screwed up for everyone. This is the way. If you look at the fruit and you view it as a to-do list, and some of you have always viewed it that way, and yes, there is a to-do aspect But at its heart and core, it's not a to-do list. You know what it is? It's a mirror of what the person with a crucified sinful nature, of what the person with Jesus living in them looks like. It's a mirror to look at our our hearts, not a to-do list. Verse 25, so since... We live by the Spirit since we've been given new life through the Holy Spirit then. Here's what we do to have more good fruit and then in turn enjoy a life with more good fruit. Keep in step with the Spirit. You notice how the focus is no longer on love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, but it's on God, on the Spirit. Verse 16 says it this way. So I say, Live by the Spirit, and then what will happen? Again, not perfectly, but you will not then gratify the desires of the sinful nature. So how do we keep in step with the Spirit? That's our next fill-in. In this entire series, as we unpack these fruit, the, the, the way we receive more of them is through Jesus, and then what God directs us to do is to keep in step with the Spirit. Not try really hard to be more loving, but to keep in step with the Spirit. Two ways we do that, and then, then we close. First of all, it's up there, be, be in the Word on a daily basis. The Spirit works with God's promise through the word. I am guessing the times that you have wandered the furthest from God is the times in your life where you have been the furthest away from his word, 99% of the time. That's going to church regularly, even in the summer when we haven't had a lot of nice days. But it's more than that. It's being in the word with your kids. It's being in the word on your own. If you need a devotional, they're out there. What I found is that the Bible is really not that hard to read, especially the New Testament. Get in it. You know, the gospel, we'll all admit, changed our lives when we came to faith, when we went from death to life. Do you know You still have the gospel, and it's just as powerful as when it changed you from death to life. And it can continue in God's power and the Holy Spirit to change our hearts and to produce things we couldn't produce on our own, like all those fruit that we're going to be looking at. So so be in the Word on a daily basis. And and then number two, focus on the Spirit, not a to-do list. And you might think it's a slight shift. And in some ways it is slight, in other ways it's huge. Uh, Close with this illustration to bring this application point home. 
So imagine that you want to go to my house after church, okay? And there's a few ways that I could help you get there. One of them would be to give you a map or in, you know, 2014 language to give you my address so you can put it in your GPS or, or your phone. And then as you try to get there, you'll just follow the directions. And it says turn right on Highway 50, so you're going this way, then turn left on Holyoke or Highview or whatever, the street with many names. Turn left there, and then keep going, turn right on Dodd, and, and, and I'm going to stop there because we can't have a lot of people over today. We've got installation service. So. But you'd get there, and your whole focus would be on a list. Directions to do. Now, there's another way. The other way is, hey, uh, why don't you meet me about, you know, 10 minutes after the service, get in your car, I'll drive up, and uh, just follow me. And then for those of you who are type A, you'll have, like, all these questions, like, oh, but how far is it? Just, just follow me. What direction? North? Just, just follow me. How long is it going to... Will you just follow me? <laughs> Quit asking questions. And then, as I turn left... You'll turn left, and as I turn right, you'll turn right, and you'll get there more easily and better and with, with more confidence. And you know what you're doing? You're, you're in step with me. What does God want us to do? Point number three, keep in step with him. Do you see the slight shift? Don't worry as much about the to-do list. Stay in step with the Spirit. Have him feed you often through the word. Then follow his promptings through the word and in your life. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to look around. You'll be like, there's good fruit coming out of me. It's a good watermelon. Family wants to keep me now. There's good stuff going on. Not because of us, but because of and the Spirit. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for your word and your direction. Lord, thank you for reminding us today of the, the power of the gospel that uh, changed us when we came to faith and continually has the power to change us. Help us to be in it often, that is the word, and then through it, increase our focus on you so that we might walk in step with you. Then, Lord, we ask for your presence and your strength uh, throughout this series. In Jesus' name, amen.